This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 173. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show where we focus on everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books. We talk about epic fantasy, space opera, swords and sorcery, urban fantasy. I mean, you name it, we've got it here on the show. And and I really work to bring the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world here to you in each episode. Kicking off things this week, um, we'll do my own author update. I'm between major book projects right now, and I'm using that break to work on two smaller projects at once. I'm writing a short story to see how I like an idea for a new series I came up with. So I'm going to write that story and kind of dig into the characters and see how it appeals to me. And uh, more on that as I get into it over the coming weeks. Also, I'm working on um, my Kindle Vela humorous space serial project called N Space. If you like reading serial fiction on sites like Wattpad, Radish, or similar um, websites, you'll probably want to check out the Kindle Vela release later this summer when it launches. Um, it, they're going to have their own serialized platform for lots of different types of um, stories, and uh, I'll be on there as well. So I'll keep you up to date with what's going on with that series and with the Kindle Vela release when it can, comes out. Um, you can find out more about everything I'm up to, including uh, all the sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a lot more. And you can do that over on my Fun Fantasy Readers Facebook group. Um, you can visit that group over on Facebook and join the fun over there. Um, you can also check out my website at jamiedavisbooks.com. Either place, I look forward to hearing from you. I work hard to respond back to all the comments, questions, contact form, fill outs, and everything that come in. So um, please take the time to reach out to me if you want. All right, today on the show, I am excited to bring K.A. Last to the program um, K.A., or Kim, as she's known to her friends, um, has always been artistic and creative. She has a diploma in graphic design and has worked in the publishing industry for more than 20 years. Blessed with a vivid imagination, she began writing to let off creative steam and fell in love with it. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree as well from Charles Sturt in, uh, University with a major in English and minors in children's literature, art history, and visual culture. How's that for a spread of majors and minors? Um, she resides in the Australian countryside with her family and a menagerie of animals. We talk about her story in the upcoming urban fantasy short story anthology, Summer Solstice Shenanigans, as well as her Happily Ever After series of reimagined fairy tales. Check out her interview coming up right now. K.A. Last, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Um, so 
Kim is your first name, so we'll, we'll go ahead and call you that. Um, but uh, Kim, if you would like to just maybe just give us a quick introduction of who you are, a little bit about yourself, and um, obviously you're in Australia, we can tell that already. Uh, and uh, <laughs> My it's, accent it's, gives it away. It, it does give it away. <laughs> um, but you know, the good thing is I always love talking to people from Australia because I feel like I'm time traveling because it's tomorrow there. So I'm always yeah. excited to <laughs> yes. talk to somebody in the future. All right. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Kim. I live in the countryside in New South Wales in Australia on a cattle property. Um, I've been here for the last four years. I'm originally from Sydney. Um, I am a graphic designer. So I I have a had a career in graphic design. Oh, well, I still do. I work part time, but um, I tried now to spend some time focusing on my writing. Um, I have two kids a husband, a fur baby, lots of cows and a few horses and some chickens. So <laughs> it's a little quick bit about me. Yeah, that'll keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I live um I live the the cattle property is actually my parents' place um and I live with with them. We have six people in our house um and we help them with the day-to-day running of the farm and and uh, all the jobs that need doing around the place. It, it's always busy here. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, I, I grew up around the dairy farm. My um, uncle had um, the family dairy farm, and all the cousins were expected to come and lend a hand, you know. So I, I did my fair share of um, all sorts of fun fun tasks around cattle. So Yes, my kids love getting involved. They get out there in the paddocks and, and do all sorts of fun things with um, fencing and you know, just mustering and all of that. It's, yeah, it's great. And it's good for them. They, um, they really enjoy it. There aren't that many generations nowadays that, that have that kind of connection to agriculture or farming or anything like that. I mean, my wife and I are really, you know, uh, the last of our generation of people we know that had any connection to a farm growing up. Yeah, well, my um, my mum actually, uh, I was born over in Western Australia. I'm not originally from from the east, um, and she grew up on a um, a huge property. Uh, they used to farm wheat and 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 sheep, so she's um, she's sort of from an area in the wheat belt over there, uh, and she grew up over there. So there's there's farming. We had farming roots already, but in different type of farming. So you know, mum and dad when they they moved over here, they sort of decided that um, cattle farming could possibly be a nice way to, you know, get out of the city and also a place to, you know, retire to when they're at that age. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they love it here. They wouldn't live anywhere else, I don't think. So, yeah. Now, I know we, we got you on just in time because you're getting ready to leave on a big trip. Isn't that true? Yes. Yes, we are off in our caravan in the beginning of July uh, for three months um, and we're planning to travel north up through Queensland and into the Northern Territory to Darwin and then come down the centre of Australia and do all of the, the things that there are to see down there at, um, at uh, places like Kings Canyon and Uluru um, and then come back down around into New South Wales again. So, yeah, it'll be fun. 
kids are really looking forward to it. They get a whole term off school. So. Oh, that's great though. I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's, it's wonderful to travel and see the country like that. I, I know I look forward to the times when we've, we've loaded up the car and gone on long journeys with the family here. My kids are grown now, so they're in their twenties. But uh, when they were younger, we did quite a bit of driving. I, I'm on the East coast near Washington, DC, but we've traveled up and down the coast um, from Florida all the way up into new England. So it's, it's, um, you know, I think that that's important to see the, as much of the country as you can with your family like that. Oh, absolutely. This will be the third time we've done a trip like this. So the kids are, I'm, I'm really glad that we have the opportunity and are able to show them all of the things that we have in our own backyard. It's quite amazing. So this time we plan to do the things that we haven't yet done. So yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting. We're looking forward to it. So one of the reasons I have you on the show is because you're one of the amazing authors in the Summer Solstice Shenanigans anthology that I was lucky enough to be part of as well. And um, so I wanted to kind of feature some of the authors from that anthology. And um, I actually went and read your um, story today, Raven, Raven Cursed, um, which yes. is just a great story. I, I, you know, and I'm not familiar with I know it's based on a um, on a fairy tale. Um, but I'm, it's not one I'm familiar with. So I, I had nothing, no preconceived notions whatsoever and really got a lot out of it. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I was very surprised that I was accepted into the anthology. I was, yeah, <laughs> I'm amazed. And I'm just, I still can't believe that I'm part of such a fantastic group of authors and we've put together this amazing book. So yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm still sort of just can't believe that I've, I've actually been able to participate in this to start with. But, um, yes, I really enjoyed writing my story. It was I, I do have a series of retold fairy tales and I wanted to sort of do something that was um, in line with that but uh, also in because they're not they're not really urban fantasy. They're, they're more fantasy romance, that series. So, you know, castles and and knights and princes and, and that sort of thing. So this was a little bit different for me. It's not really related character-wise to any of my other books, but um, I have roots in urban fantasy in my first series, so that's why I sort of thought, oh, this will be fun and I'll I'll give it a go and surprise, surprise, I was accepted. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Now this is based on a, a story called The Twelve Brothers originally? Yes, by The Brothers Grimm. Okay. So I can't remember which number the fairy tale is, but yes, it's in it's one of one of the Brothers Grimm tales. It's not very long. Um, and my version is quite different to the original. There's a few things that I don't actually touch on from the original fairy tale. Um, I sort of tried to tried to take what I thought were the most important parts and play up on those. Yeah. There, there's so much that that makes fairy tale retellings just a lot of fun. I think both for the reader and, and for the writer, I would assume I don't, I don't write them myself, but I have read um, a few and, and I've enjoyed kind of, you know, recognizing the, the key parts in the midst of a retelling um, in a, in a, but in a new setting and in a new way and, and yes. kind of a new twist is that what is it that you find most intriguing about, writing these kind of stories? I um, I like to take all the bits that I like and incorporate those into the story in, in different and hopefully new 
ways, but also to add my own sort of ideas in with those and to sort of expand on, because a lot of the old fairy tale, a lot of the, the Brothers Grimm, a lot of their fairy tales were quite short. They're only sort of, you know, two, three pages, sometimes only one page long. So there's not a lot of detail in there, but there's a lot of ideas. So I like to sort of take those um, main points and then expand on those and then add what I sort of think might be interesting and, and you know, think up different ways to, to put these fairy tales onto paper. Yeah. Mara is such a fun character. Um, she, she um, you know, part of the, part of the, the curse that she accidentally brought down on her brothers is that if she, you know, the curse will affect them negatively. Let's just say if she utters a sound for seven years and you know, I, you make a very good point and this all takes place in one night on summer solstice, the end of the seven years, but you make a very good, do a very good job of, of getting across the point of how ridiculously hard it would be to not utter a sound for even it's a night. It's so hard to write a character who can't talk. <laughs> so I had to come up with a way to, yeah, enable her to communicate with everyone. It was difficult. <laughs> but she, yeah. but she, you know, just like, I mean, I'm like, if you stub your toe and you can't cuss about it, what, yeah. <laughs> you can't just even say, ouch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would just, you, you just really represent the, the difficulty she must have faced for seven years in just the span of a few hours of an evening. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's just a sign of really great storytelling. It's got, I think it's probably one of the main reasons you, you made it in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. <laughs> Well, you did a good job and, and, you know, it, it's interesting to see how yet another, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the original fairy tale, but I can get glimpses of now that you've told me it's a Grimm's fairy tale. I, I, now I can see the, some of the key beats that would definitely come from something like that. Um, mm. Some of your other stories I know are based on Snow White and Cinderella and, and, what are some of the things that drew you to, to those stories? Cause they're so well known. It was it difficult when, to find a way to retell them. When I first started my fairy tale series, I, I wanted to do the, the more well-known tales because I thought, well, they, they would sell because people love retellings of Cinderella and Snow White. They're, they're two of the, and Beauty and the Beast is on my list to get to one day, but um, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones that everyone wants to read. So, and then I sort of thought after I did those, my idea for Cin for my Ella and Ash, which is my Cinderella retelling, um, I actually had that in my head for maybe three or four years before I wrote it. It's only short; it's only thirty thousand words, so it's not it's not a it's a novella; it's not a, a novel. Um, but it's been my most popular one in the series. And I think that is because it is a Cinderella retelling. Um, so it's not, it's not that with the retellings, I think you need to sort of think, you know, get in the reader's head and think, what do they want to read? And, and those most popular ones are the ones that they tend to gravitate towards because I do have, um, I do have the 12 dancing princesses and another one that's a combination of, um, the uh, the little match girl and the princess and the pea. I sort of mashed those together. 
Um, and they're, while I, I've had a good response to those, they're from in the series, they're not the they're not up there with with my Cinderella retelling. And actually, Snow White would come in second, and then I have a Goose Girl in there, Goose Girl retelling as well. So, um, with with this anthology story though, I sort of wanted to do a fairy tale, but I wanted to do something that was a little bit darker. Um, most of my books are, are YA, so this one is more of in that NA to adult range. Um, and, yeah, I wanted something that was a little bit darker, a little bit more sinister, not as, you know, there, there's a little hint of a relationship in there, but it's there's no romance, uh, whereas my other books have have a romance subplot through through their, their a happily ever after story. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think um, with with the retellings, it's just finding things that the that you know that the readers want to read. Um, this one, I don't. I, I sort of just I just just had an idea and I went with it. So, <laughs> but I'm hoping that it will be the start of another another series that I can I can start later down the track. There's definitely some open threads at the end where you can definitely follow up on what's, what, you know, what's happening and, and, and move forward with it for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. You're a graphic designer and I think I, I, I have no eye for design. Like I'm one of those people that like sends my graphic designer, my blurb and a brief description of what I think the, the, the main character looks like. And then I, I run as fast and far as I can <laughs> because in the early days I gave them all these descriptions of what I wanted. And then I quickly realized that I had no idea what I really wanted. Um, yeah. and, and so now I, I, I just, I envy you being both an author and a designer so you can bring your vision to life. Um, what's that like for you? Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I, I often design my covers before I even write the book. <laughs> so so I, I have a folder full of cover designs that are for future books that are not yet written. So yeah, I, I really enjoy that part of the process and, and I'm a very visual person. So I enjoy you know, I make mood boards and I um, I love to look at other covers of books that are in my genre and and yeah, I just I just love covers. I'm I'm definitely an impulse book buyer when it comes to the cover. If I see a pretty cover, I just buy the book because I don't even read the blurb these days because I just know that I'm going to love it because it has a beautiful cover. Not always, but most of the time, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun being a graphic designer. Is well, it's what I do. I've done it for 20 plus years and I know how to do it well. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's good. I, I really enjoy that part of it. Oh, and, and you know, I'm the same way in, in the sense that, um, I, I get the covers done before I actually start writing. So I have the idea for the story and a title and the series. Usually I'll have a series title if I'm doing a whole series, planning, planning it out. And, um, I'll get the cover done because I find, seeing another creative person's interpretation of, of my idea for a story invariably just inspires me. To, it to is write. a great motivation to have a cover in front of you when you're writing your book. Yeah. 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 I put it in my I, phone um, background. I put it, <laughs> I put it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm currently writing a, um, a, a Wonderland Neverland mashup series. I'm sort of halfway through the second book. 
in that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing something a little bit different with this one. I'm writing the whole series from start to finish before I publish a thing because I want there, there's so many threads that need to be interwoven and picked up and, and I don't want to sort of put book one out there and then go, oh, no, I've got this set in stone and I can't do, you know, have the creative freedom to change things. But I've actually designed the series covers for that and this is what I love about being a graphic designer. Um, and now I don't like them, so <laughs> I'm going to change them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm lucky that I have the ability to be able to do that and it doesn't cost me anything other than other than stock images because I can do it myself. So, yeah, I, um, I'm in the process now of, of changing those. I'll, I'll probably still use the old covers for promo and those sorts of things, but, yeah, I've, I've sort of um, done a little bit more research into these these books and this where they'll sit in the market and I, I am going in a completely different direction now with the covers for these so it's fun <laughs> when when's the when do you think you'll get that series out is it is it going to be a um, long series or uh it's only it's a trilogy it's only three books um I'm I'm having a very quiet year this year. I usually try to release two to three titles a year. I'm I'm not a fast writer because I have so many other things going on at the same time. I just can't. I, I'm not a full time writer. I can't sit and write every day because I I you know I've got kids. I've got a family. I've got the cattle farm. I've got yeah. There's always something else that needs doing. So um, I tend to try and aim for two to three books a year. This year though is going to be very quiet. I'm I'm pretty sure that. The, the anthology will probably be the only thing that I'll release this year, um, only because I want to get this series written before I release anything. So next year, early next year, I'm hoping book one will be ready to go out maybe in February and then I'll do a, I'll probably do a, um, you know, rapid release, hopefully if I have them all ready by then, at least the first two books. So next year, next year, folks can look forward <laughs> yeah. to that. So um, that, yes. that's exciting, though. That I, I like to give them something to look forward to from you because they're going to read, they're going to read the anthology, they're going to get to your story, and they're going to be like, "Wow, I want to read more." But you've got other books out there, so they can go and read your fairy tale retellings and things like that. Um, where's yeah. a good place for people to connect with you if they want to look you up and find you online? Uh, probably my website's the best place. All of my books are on there. It's um, www kalastbooks.com.au. Um, I also have an angel vampire series that um, sort of it was my first series. Um, it's a it's a paranormal urban fantasy slash romance slash everything. <laughs> you know, with your first books, you kind of mash everything together. <laughs> um, and I also have a standalone urban fantasy horror and a portal fantasy. So there's a little bit of an eclectic mix in there. Um, I, I, I'm loath to mention my contemporary series because <laughs> I do have a contemporary series as well, but, um, yeah, if people look me up, they'll, it's all there on my website. That just means there's something for everyone. That's right. <laughs> Mostly aimed at the YA audience, but, um, yeah, I think, I think I try to make my books fun. So I hope that they appeal to everyone. I, I, I think, you know, they do based upon what I've read of just this short story. It, it, it's intriguing and, and engaging and, and the characters really, I think, are, are real. And that's, that's, the big, that's the big trick, I think, for a lot of authors is to make their characters seem fully fleshed out, even in a short story. And that's not an easy thing to do. 
Well, usually in my process, I quite often start with my character. Character is usually the first thing that comes to mind. So I, I do try to do a lot of work on on the characters um, and then sort of build their story and their and their journey around their flaws and their strengths and and that type of thing. So, yeah. Do you start with a single character or is it more like you kind of see like the, the, the grouping of the main, you know, the protagonist, antagonist, you know, those kind of things? Usually the protagonist will come first. Yeah. Um, with, with my Cinderella retelling, I basically just had, um, I had my Ella and her love interest and it kind of all just grew from there. And all of the, um, the offshoot characters, you know, the side characters all sort of grew and fitted in as I developed their relationship. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, as far as social media goes, is there any place you like to connect with people more than others? Um, I love Instagram just because I like pretty pictures. <laughs> so I try to, try to put a lot of, um, lot of images of my books up on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook group, which can be found through my website, um, and my newsletter, so which can also be the subscribe page can also be found from the homepage of my website. So I, I send out usually uh, once a month, um, and I sort of you know just chat about what I've been reading and what I've been doing, that sort of thing. So excellent. I'm kind of a little bit everywhere. <laughs> I try to try to just sort of limit it to my newsletter and Instagram, but um, yeah. So people should look you up places. at Ka Last Books dot com dot au that's right yep and um they'll definitely find you there there'll be a link to that in the show notes for this episode so you can go over to the website and check it out there and click right right on through um kim thanks so much for coming on the books and authors fantasy and sci-fi podcast it's been great having you here um you'll be traveling soon so have a great trip enjoy the journey thank you thank you for having me it's been fun And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the Fantasy and Sci-Fi-focused community, both on Facebook and available for you over at fantasy-focus.com. Leave a comment while you're over there for this episode and let me know what's on your mind. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show. There are links on the podcast website if you want to do that. Whether you want to subscribe via mobile app for iOS, Android, or even by email, there's ways to do that with the links right there. We also have some pretty awesome authors coming, so you don't want to miss any of the coming episodes, including our next author interview with Sudha Kuraganti. And uh, she's one of the uh, authors in the urban fantasy anthology coming out summer solstice shenanigans and um, we'll be bringing her uh, interview to you in the next uh, episode anyway that's it for this episode of the podcast um, as always i'm your host jamie davis author of fun fantasy reads don't forget to follow me over on the facebook fan group jamie's fun fantasy readers or available over at my website jamiedavisbooks.com Whatever you do, though, subscribe and come back here for the next podcast episode. And while you're waiting, folks, don't forget, I remind you every week, keep your eyes open because there's magic all around you.